0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. I'm very excited today to be talking to Jenny Elliott from the Career Mom podcast. Jenny and I met on Instagram and realized we were both doing things to help working mamas and connected to share in our experiences. I've been listening to her podcast for a while now. She actually just approached a year in podcasting. I've gotten so much value out of the real and down-to-earth interviews and how Jenny talks about her identity crisis as a working mom. We've all been there at some point, unsure of how to embrace our new normal when we become moms, and we're being asked to still work as if we do not have children. What we do and how we shape ourselves as working moms comes from these defining moments in which we must face our ambitions and our passions head on to determine how to best move forward as working moms. So today in the podcast, we're going to be diving into the identity crisis of motherhood and Jenny will go in depth through her experiences as a new mom and how becoming a mom changed everything in her career and life. So let's dive into the show. Hi, Jenny. Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. Could you start by introducing yourself, your family, your career, and describe the Career Mom podcast and your purpose behind it?
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. I am a mother of a almost two-year-old boy, Cameron, and he is high energy, just total definition of a boy. So we're having a lot of fun in this new stage of a three-year-old and also kind of navigating the three-nager, that is definitely a real thing that I'm experiencing right now. I've been married for almost eight years, and we also have a little fur baby, Russell, who is my 12-year-old wiener dog. And I have been in the corporate world for 12 going on 13 years. I've been with the same Fortune 100 company for my entire career, and I work in the accounting and finance function. We live in the Midwest, and I also enjoy pre-COVID. We were really big travelers, so I am really, really missing having trips and looking forward to traveling both around the country, and we usually try to do like an international trip every couple of years. So Mm -hmm. I am missing that aspect of life right now. And then, yeah, as you said, in whatever little spare time I have, I have launched a podcast called Career Mom. And I've almost been doing that for a full year, which is crazy. But that's been a lot of fun and has led me to really connect and meet so many incredible working moms. My podcast really kind of focuses on those corporate working moms. Because when I returned to work after maternity leave, I really felt like This was an underrepresented group in the podcast world. I fell in love with podcasts when I was pregnant and then on maternity leave, and they were a great way for me to get resources, but then also validation on just experiences that I was having and listening to a podcast and being like, okay, like, you know, breastfeeding is really hard for everyone. Got it. Like no one's sleeping in this newborn stage. Got it. And then when I returned to work and I was really struggling with kind of my identity as a corporate working mom, I was trying to find podcasts and there was nothing there. And I just really needed some validation on my experiences returning to work. And when I was having these conversations with other working moms at my company, we kept coming back to like, how come there isn't a podcast about this? How come there isn't a podcast? Or like, that would have been a great podcast episode. And so one day I just decided I was kind of looking for a creative outlet and I was like, why don't I just make this podcast? And that's been the journey that I've been on for the past year with the Career Mom podcast.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I actually had a very similar experience in going back to work and finding that there were not a lot of resources when I went back to my corporate job, that was five years ago. So recently I transitioned out of that job, but in the five years that I was in it while,
1: you know, being a new
0: mom and all the crazy new stages of having a newborn and through the, you know, the one-year-old, the two-year-old, the three-year-old, I kind of had the same idea. Like there's really not a lot of podcasts out there that support that corporate working mom. So I think that's great that there's so, there's more resources out there now.
1: Yeah, there definitely are. And I've been loving your podcasts and just even like finding Instagram accounts and blogs and stuff. So I love that this space is expanding, but you kind of touched on it. Like there's a different set of problems for corporate working moms. A lot of the working mom podcasts that I was finding and couldn't relate to were kind of those bloggers turned podcasters that were, you know, doing the naptime hustle or Mm -hmm. working part-time or doing things on the side. And a lot of what I was struggling with was kind of that answering to like the man and having a boss and a corporate structure that was fueling a lot of my mom guilt of like, you know, are all of my coworkers noticing that I have to leave early because my kids sick at daycare all the time? And what are they thinking? And so there is just a separate challenge for when you're in large organizations or corporate America.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I 100% agree with that. There's definitely like a huge difference. And in returning back to work, even, you know, for me, it was super, super hard. And I know we'll get into your story here in a minute, but just like going back after only seven or eight weeks, I think it was, and just not knowing like, what am I doing? Like I can't, I'm trying to juggle all these things, but no one really told me what I'm supposed to be doing.
1: (laughs) Yes, a hundred percent.
0: So can you then talk about? the term identity shift as a working mom, because you bring that up a lot in your podcasts and in your material and you talk about your story and having an identity shift. So can you go into that a little bit?
1: Yeah, I would love to. I love talking about this. And I think this is really kind of the main issue that corporate career moms face, because I think before you have a baby, a lot of us don't really realize what a huge part our corporate careers are of ourselves and our identity. And so that's one thing that I kind of realized from the get-go after I went through this whole experience is like, I was really underestimating how important my career was to my life, even before I had a child. So a little bit about kind of how I got to that, I took a 12-week maternity leave, which at the time I thought was like awesome and so long, which we could get on a whole nother tangent of, of maternity leaves. But I am also like a very... Research prepared. I like to be prepared for things. So, when I found out I was pregnant, I was reading all the books, I was listening to the podcasts. When I was on maternity leave, I was reading about breastfeeding, I was listening to podcasts about, you know, sleep. And I think we really prepare ourselves for that newborn period and that maternity leave period. But then we just assume that you like go back to work and everything's just going to like work itself out. So Mm -hmm. there was no preparation done on my part when I returned to work. And so my experience was I had so much guilt around returning to work. And I thought that there was something wrong with me because it was so hard for me to get back into the mode of working. I thought during my maternity leave, that the hardest part was going to be just making the decision to go back. You know, people kind of tell you, Oh, you know, you'll go on maternity leave and you'll just love your baby. And maybe you won't even go back to work. And I really had the experience where like maternity leave was hard for me because I knew that I wanted to work and I liked being productive and I liked my career. So I thought just making the decision to go back was like, okay, great. I made the decision. I know I want to go back. I'm a working mom. So a lot of the transition back, I felt really unsupported. I didn't think that I could talk to anyone about it because I had seen so many other women at my corporation, you know, take the leave, come back, and then they all act like nothing changed or like, you know, they're not talking about their baby and how hard it is to leave them at daycare with a stranger. So I struggled for probably like the first three months really hard with just going back to work. And then at the, when my son was six months old, I decided that it was a good time to take a new job in my organization, which looking back timing wasn't great, but that just really fed like my insecurity about being a career mom, because I was managing now a job transition on top of being a new working mom. And I was going to work thinking like, okay, I can't stay late and learn this new job. I'm failing. I'm doing a terrible Mm -hmm. job, like keeping up my two jobs during this transition. And then I come home and I'm like a hot mess for my son. And there were two things that happened when I was a couple months into that transition. The first was that I listened to a podcast that just talked about this overall identity shift that mothers have. And that totally resonated with me because you become a new person when you have a baby. Like your priorities completely shift literally overnight because until you hold that baby, you have no idea this deep love and just foundational shift in your life. And then around that same time, too. I was riding in an elevator with one of the new managers in my department and he was like, Hey, you know, we're so glad that you joined the team and you're doing great. We're super impressed. And he got off the elevator and I was like, what? Like, there's no way he is talking about me. Like I'm feeling, I'm not pulling my weight. I'm not doing extra things in this new group. And that kind of made me realize that like nobody was telling me that I was doing a bad job. That was all just like internal messaging that I was giving myself. So once I had this identity shift term, and then kind of this aha moment of like, I'm putting all this unrealistic pressure on myself, I started taking a step back and really reflecting on what I was feeling and why I was feeling these ways. And I just realized that, you know, my career is super important to me. And it's not going to look like how it did before I had my son, but that's okay. And then I took the next, you know, six to nine months really defining what my career and my version of a working mom was. And that just really kind of shifted my whole perspective on
0: being a career mom. Yeah, I love that because so often we think it has to look a certain way and that it has to be the same for everybody when they're returning to work after having a baby. And I don't think that's the case because, I mean, we have different careers, we have different goals, we have different dreams. Yes, what ties us all together is that we're moms. But to say that everyone's path should look the same, I think that's incorrect. And I love how you brought notice to that identity shift. And you're kind of talking about that and telling moms, it's okay to kind of sit back and evaluate what you want your path to look like going forward.
1: Yeah, for sure. And the thing too, that I realized was, you know, I'm obviously back at a job. My career is important to me. But the ideal that I was trying to hold myself to and that I was still feeling like what the definition of a quote unquote good mom was, was a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. So I was sitting at my desk feeling guilty that I was bringing my kid to daycare or feeling guilty that I was choosing to have a career when really deep down, that was never a part of my plan. I knew that I'd never, I guess I shouldn't say never because things could still change, but I knew that at that point in time, I did not want to be staying home. So why was I sitting at work thinking that was the right thing to do? Mm -hmm. And once I really just kind of embraced this identity of having a career and being a mom, then It was almost like all of that guilt lifted because I wasn't wasting any more mental energy second-guessing what I was doing. I knew that I was supposed to be at work and I knew that in the long run, this was what was going to be best for me and my family. And so I just accepted it and then started working on ways to like... You know, make sure I was more efficient during my day so that I could leave right on time to get to daycare pickup and do things that worked for this life that I knew was best for me and my family.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. So if some of our listeners are kind of sitting out there thinking, well, I just I don't even know where to start. Like, I just feel like, you know, I have to reevaluate or I have to find a path and find like a way that works for me. What steps would you give them to go through? I know you mentioned them a little bit already, like what you did, but what tangible steps would you give them to kind of help them through that process?
1: Yeah. So I have five things that were really big for me. And I'm not much of a journaling person. So a lot of this, I just did kind of reflection for me personally, but I think it's important to make time, whether it be to journal or to sit down and actively think about each of these things. And a lot of the time that I did that, you know, pre-COVID was on my drive home from work. So I would always, I wouldn't play a podcast. I wouldn't play the music. I would just sit and kind of reflect on some of these items. So that would be my biggest tip is, you know, you really need to carve out some time here or there to really think about, you know, what's important to you and each of these aspects, because otherwise we just stay in the grind and you're not really gonna work through any of this in a tangible way. But my first tip is to embrace your identity. So I already said, like, once I just accepted, like, my career has been a huge part of my life. I was working for 10 years before I had my son every single day (laughs) during the week. Like, so obviously that's a huge part of who I am. And once I embraced it and realized that that was still gonna be a part of me, then that's when a lot of that, mental energy that I was wasting kind of went away. And I could focus that on being efficient and being a good mom and being present. And so my first thing is just to embrace whatever identity that you want to take forward. So whether that be a working mom or a stay-at-home mom, or maybe you're working and you don't want to be, but that's just the stage that you're in right now. Instead of thinking about all these other things that you want to do, we kind of just need to accept where we are and work with that. The second is comparison. So when I really took a step back and thought about who the perfect mom was, I mentioned I was comparing myself to stay-at-home moms, but then I also was comparing myself to my pre-baby self. So a lot of what I was internally saying was, well, before you had a baby, you could You know, pick up a new job in two months and now it's taking you four. So you're not as good. Or before you had a baby, you would wake up at 6am and get a workout in. And so I was doing all of this unrealistic comparison to my pre-baby self. And that may seem obvious that that's not a great idea, but I didn't even realize I was doing that until I kind of reflected on like, why am I feeling like my current version is not good enough? And so with that, then you kind of have to roll back those expectations of, you know, you're not going to be able to do or work in the same capacity as you could before you had a baby. The third thing is understanding that all of your feelings are normal. So once I had this identity shift, or I even at some points refer to it as a crisis, I started having this conversation with my other working mom friends and with other peers at work. And everyone was like, oh yeah, I totally went through that. Or yes, I definitely struggled with my identity after I became a mom. So just because people aren't talking about it doesn't mean that everyone's not going through the same thing. So once I started talking to others, I realized that, you know, I'm not alone in really struggling with this transition back to work. And that was giving me a lot of validation of like, okay, you're not crazy. This is hard. You're not the only one struggling. And then that also allowed me to get some support structures around to help me through that transition. The fourth thing is that motherhood and especially working motherhood comes with conflicting emotions. So you can feel agony and ecstasy at the exact same time. Like you can nail a project at work and feel so proud and then like get back to your desk and have a call from daycare with a sick kid and feel like, what am I doing? All in the same moment. And I think that's something that I really wasn't prepared for of like just the emotional roller coaster that motherhood is. And so just kind of accepting those emotions and working through them as they're happening is really, really important. And that leads into my final thing, which was really huge for me. And that's that, you know, when you're experiencing these conflicting emotions or really any emotion, not every single emotion requires action. So before I had a son, I was very much a fixer. Like, okay, I didn't get that job. Well, I'm going to network harder. I'm going to beef up my resume. I'm going to take on extra projects. Like I'm going to fix this and, or, you know, my marriage is struggling. I'm going to fix it. I am being not a great friend right now. I'm going to fix it. Anything in my life that needed to be improved, I would actively do something tangible to fix it. And when you become a mom, and again, especially a career mom, there are situations and emotions that are just going to feel uncomfortable and hard for a while, and we can't fix things. So that first year of transitioning back to work after becoming a mom was hard. And I kept thinking like, okay, well, maybe I should quit. Like if I quit, will that fix it? If I stay home, will that fix it? If I start a side hustle, will that fix it? And at the end of the day, I knew in the long run that I wanted to stay with the company I'm at. I wanted to continue pursuing my career goals. So there wasn't anything I could do besides just kind of sit in that uncomfortable, hard season. And I think for a lot of us, that's a really big challenge because we want to fix things and we want to make things better. So that was (laughs) a lot, but that is kind of how I worked my way through that whole identity shift and crisis. And I've revisited kind of each one of these at different times through my motherhood journey as well.
0: Yeah, I think those are all great tangible tips that people can take away from this. And in terms of there are situations that are going to be hard that we can't, fix. That was something that I really struggled with as well. So I know a lot of moms struggle with wanting to fix things and, or make things perfect or, you know, your idea of perfection, which doesn't exist. I don't believe that perfection exists anyways, but just that whole concept of, you know, just, you have to live through that hard season, but there will be a better season that comes up.
1: Yeah. And I, that's one obviously with, everything going on right now with COVID, I have reminded myself of that a lot right now, because Mm -hmm. this is such a challenging time. And there's nothing that any of us can really do, you know, to make COVID go away or to make virtual learning easier or anything. And so it's reminding yourself that, you know, a lot of our anxiety can come from wanting to fix things and control things that are out of our control. And so I've really been focusing on that area again now with managing everything with COVID and working from home and all that fun stuff.
0: Oh yeah. This is just an unprecedented time. None of us expected sitting there in January, like that any of this would be happening now. So, and I love the other thing you said about the conflicting emotions in motherhood that so perfectly describes becoming a mom because one minute, like you can be, you know, I need to go after this goal, but then in the next minute, wait, but I feel guilty that I'm not with my kid right now. And in the next minute, but wait, I need to go after this goal and pursue like this degree or pursue this promotion. But wait, is that going to mean that I'm not going to have more time with my kid? So it's just Mm -hmm. like a constant like back and forth. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the podcast episodes you recently released really kind of struck a note with me and you talked to Monica Pierce and you guys talked about, like leaning out and the whole topic of kind of leaning out in your career and what that could mean. Could you describe to our audience what leaning out is and why it's kind of important for us to know?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to assume that most people have heard the term leaning in, and that was coined by Sheryl Sandberg, Facebook COO. I think that book came out, I don't know. I want to say like 2013. I don't even know when, but that was very much like a call to action for women to, you know, climb the ladder and stop feeling like you don't deserve a career and goals and like really go after it. So it kind of put this pressure on women to take their career into their own hands and just go for it and that there was this obligation for women to achieve in their careers because we finally have a seat at the table. So it was kind of like, own your seat, go for it. Like women empowerment. This is how we get, you know, equal representation in the workforce. And I definitely, I read the book when it came out and there was Mm, (laughs) discussion. Yeah. There's discussions at our work group and everyone was kind of like drinking the Kool-Aid of this leaning in. And then after I had my son and I didn't have the ability to stay extra hours or pick up extra projects or do the things to kind of show that you're a high achiever or a standout amongst all the other people in a corporation, this idea of leaning in kind of started to fall flat for me. Like, well, how am I supposed to lean in when like I don't have any capacity because I have a newborn at home or like it just didn't make sense anymore. And so what Monica's book, which I highly recommend everyone to read, talks about is that like you don't have to to do the lean in things like why do we have to lean in why do we as women have to take on all of this extra pressure and responsibility if we don't want to Mm -hmm. and what monica really circles back to is you know lean out is not like quit your job and stay home but it's shouldn't women just have the choice to make their career what they want So if you want to climb the ladder and be the CEO of a company, go for it, like lean in, do all of the things. But if you just want to be a middle manager or not even a manager, if you just want to like ride out your individual contributor role so that you can go home to your family at five o'clock every night, that's okay too. And so it's kind of like giving you permission to like take this pressure off of yourself to like achieve because you're a woman in corporate America. And that was just so refreshing for me, because I think, again, kind of like the identity crisis, like I was experiencing this and then thinking like, okay, I just had a baby. And now I know I want to stay in the workforce, but like, I don't want to be a director and like be tied to my work every hour of every day. So now is there something wrong with me if like, I don't want to achieve And so Monica's book and the whole lean out message just really gives you permission to be like, it's okay if you still want to be part of the workforce, but you don't want to take on all of the responsibility of climbing the ladder Mm -hmm. and that we can define our careers however we want to. So it just kind of challenges that message. And I think it's just really refreshing because You don't really hear that side of things. I think a lot of women naturally want to do that. But then we sometimes find ourselves in positions where it's like, okay, well, I was offered this promotion. I should take it because that's the right thing to do. So it's just challenging, like, is it really the right thing to do or do you want to do that or do you not just giving us the choice back to how far we want to take our career And the other thing too, that she doesn't necessarily talk about it in the book, but that I've thought about as well is that, you know, before I had a kid, I thought that a career path was like straight up the ladder, you know, and that each job should be a promotion and you should like step up and step up and step up. And now I'm just kind of realizing that, you know, it's okay to lean out for a couple of years. Like I don't have to commit to being in the job I'm in now for the next 18 years, just because I don't want to be a CEO. But I can sit in this job that offers me flexibility for the next couple of years and then reevaluate. And we don't have to have this plan to go straight up the ladder. So Mm -hmm. we can just own our careers and make it whatever works for our family. And we shouldn't be ashamed of that.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. I still have that book on my list to read. I'm definitely going to be reading that. But I feel like that was kind of my struggle for many, many years because kind of, and this is like, you know, you think back on it and you're like, why didn't I just think what I truly really wanted? But society really kind of puts this idea in your head that you have to climb that corporate ladder. And like, that's the only way to be successful. I don't know if you agree with that or not. Like society just puts all this, you know, in your mind that that's the way to be successful.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think what I'm realizing now, and a lot of this has come just because I've had so many amazing conversations through the podcast, but society tells us things and we tell ourselves things. And at the end of the day, you know, whether you want to climb the ladder or you want to be a stay at home mom or you want to be a working mom, we should all just. Choose what's right for us. Mm -hmm. And it's like that whole aspect of choice and embracing that everybody's version is going to look different has been like taken out of the picture. So we're just left thinking that whatever we're doing is not the best thing and that we should be doing something else. When I think if we all just accepted and embraced what we want to do and acknowledge that we have the choice. You know, I think that's part of the women's movement that has got us to this point is instead of kind of taking on the burden that we have to further it and achieve all of these things in the workforce, we can just say we're living in a time where we can make a choice to stay home or be in the workplace. And whatever choice I make for my family is the best. Mm -hmm. And I think that would really help us all to just get over this amount of mom guilt that we're all feeling.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think like you really hit a note there with kind of, I think moms really need to kind of create their own definition of success and really kind of evaluate what that means to them. So it doesn't necessarily have to mean like it's getting that promotion or, you know, whatever it is. But if your definition of success is getting a part-time job and then being home more, or, you know, going away from corporate and doing your own thing, like becoming an entrepreneur. If that's your idea of success, then own it. Yes, yeah. So I have a few questions, just kind of a lightning round that I ask every guest on the podcast. So the first one is, what is something you would consider to be a non-negotiable practice that you must do daily so you can start or end your day on a positive note?
1: Yeah. So I need coffee every day. That's and, a good
0: one. <laughs> and this has
1: kind of changed recently because when I was commuting to the office, I've been working from home since March. And so I used to, you know, have my coffee mug and I would have a 20 minute commute that I would listen to a podcast and kind of prepare for my work day. I was not a person that had like a morning routine and like up early. My son still gets up at like 6am. So I don't have much time before he wakes up. So I was getting my coffee and quiet time in my commute. And now that that's gone, I'm still trying to carve that out, whether that be before my son wakes up and we bring him to daycare or after so if he gets up at 6 and mm-hmm. you know I don't have that quiet time before then when I get back from daycare drop off I'm taking 15 or 20 minutes before I log on my computer to just kind of like sit with myself and have my coffee time and that was hard for me to adjust to when that commute was gone, because I would think that, you know, just because my computer's here and I'm home, I would have to log on like immediately after daycare. So yeah, (laughs) allowing myself to take that time has really just gets me in the right headspace to like start my work day.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's so important. So what is your favorite working mom hack that would get you through your most hectic or difficult day?
1: Uh, can I say
0: coffee again? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I'm a huge coffee person too. So yeah, I'm drinking coffee probably more than I should. (laughs) Yeah, I am too. And
1: it's not great being home next to my coffee maker all the time, but yeah, I don't think I have anything that's like consistent, but we've touched on before that there's so many great working mom podcasts and like Mm -hmm. Instagram accounts and blogs. And so I've really just been enjoying that whole variety of podcasts and stuff too, to just know that there's more people out there like me that are going through the same things. Yeah,
0: definitely. I think it's so good mentally to just listen to all those stories and just know that you're not alone. Definitely. Is there something within your podcast, the career mom, or in your corporate career that you're really excited about that you're working on? I'm kind
1: of in like season two of my podcast. Like I took a recording break and then I'm releasing new episodes now. And I'm just really excited about all of the great conversations that are happening. Like you mentioned, I talked with Monica about leaning out and there just seems to be a movement of embracing careers Mm -hmm. and motherhood and not being afraid or ashamed to make your career path or your motherhood journey, your own. So I'm kind of seeing that movement across like conversations that I'm having in my podcast and just in the working mom area in general. And so that's super exciting, but that's also countered with all of the stress of this pandemic and everything too. And so I'm just really hopeful that we can come out of this with some pretty substantial change to Mm -hmm. corporate America that supports not only working moms, but working parents. And maybe this will be the pivotal point that will get some policy changes even to make this more feasible and doable for everyone. So that's kind of what I'm seeing and excited about.
0: Yeah, definitely. I definitely think, you know, coming out of this pandemic, There's a lot of opportunity for change that could happen. And yes, it has been a crazy, stressful like year that none of us expected, but let's try to see the positive change that can come out of it. Yep. So, and you recently also did a book club with the Leaning Out Book Do you plan on doing any other types of book clubs in the future so listeners can kind of get in on that if they're interested?
1: Yeah, I haven't really decided. That was a super fun experiment that just kind of naturally grew from basically like how much I enjoyed talking with Monica. I was like, how can I like keep (laughs) this conversation going with you? So we did that in September. I think what I'm going to do because the other kind of underlying topic is that, you know, with how isolated we are with uh, the pandemic right now, people are just really craving a different level of connection. And then really knowing that we can, you know, connect virtually. What I plan on launching in 2021 is like a monthly conversation with career mom listeners. So it'll be through my Facebook group. So I'll just plug that here. If anybody wants to join, you can search Career Mom in Facebook and join that group. And then I'm just gonna like host a hour or so conversation where we can talk about the topics that I brought up on the podcast or, you know, current events if there's something happening in the working mom realm, but just have it be a standing time that I'm going to be on a Zoom meeting. And if people want to hop on and hang out and talk, we can connect that way. So I'm still working out all the details and I'm going to probably launch that starting in January. So I'm really excited to kind of have another way to connect with people and then also just hear, you know, all the other different experiences that people are having.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, I think that'll be really great. I'll definitely be interested in Uh, getting in on that when you launch that. And I can also I'll link everything in the show notes for the listeners to your Facebook group. I know you're at Career Mom on Instagram. And so they have all of those good links to go check out.
1: Yep. And it's at Career Mom Podcast.
0: Career Mom Podcast. Okay. So thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I really enjoyed this conversation and I think it's so important to get these conversations out there for other moms to listen to. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today.
1: Thank you, Kelly. I had a blast and
0: I love everything that you're
1: doing on your podcast. So yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Wow. I know I got So much value out of that interview with Jenny Elliott from the Career Mom podcast. So let's just go through some of the major points she made and repeat those because I think they're worth talking about. So, one, embrace the identity you want moving forward. As we talked about in this podcast episode, All working moms have different goals and ideals. We're not all the same in what we want ultimately for our careers and our lives. So embracing the identity that we want deep down inside is the best possible course of action moving forward. Number two, stop the comparison. And I've talked about this in previous episodes of the podcast before. We need to stop comparing ourselves to stay-at-home moms. We need to stop comparing ourselves to our pre-baby selves, as Jenny discussed in the podcast. I know that I frequently found myself doing that after becoming a new mom, saying, well, why can't I get in these workouts like I used to? Why can't I do these things? Why can't I have my life together and get it all figured out? But the truth is that something inherently changes when you become a new mom and we need to stop comparing ourselves to each other because we don't all have the same path and we're not all dealing with the same types of things in our lives. So stop the comparison. Number two. Number three, understand all of your feelings are normal. Realize that you're not alone and you're not the only one struggling as a working mom or as a new mom. We all struggle in our own ways. We all have periods and seasons of our lives that are inherently harder than others. And realizing that these feelings are completely normal, I think is so freeing and often nobody tells us to do this. So thank you, Jenny, for telling us that our feelings are normal. Number four, motherhood comes with conflicting emotions, especially working motherhood. So accepting these emotions as they're happening is also going to be another thing that kind of frees our minds from the constant conflict and the guilt that comes with wanting to work, wanting to build a career, wanting to either move up the corporate ladder or build our own business or become an entrepreneur or continue down the path we're going. Whatever phase or season of life we're in within our careers and our families, there's always going to be these conflicting emotions. So set yourself free moms by accepting those emotions as they're happening, dealing with them, processing them, not feeling like you're a failure or like there's something wrong with you because you have a conflicting emotion because it happens to all of us. Number five, when you're experiencing conflicting emotions, not every emotion requires a reaction. I found this to be such a light bulb moment from the podcast interview because sometimes we have these emotions and we get so wrapped up in, am I doing the right thing? What am I doing with my life? I need to make like a drastic step to change. And sometimes that is the answer. Sometimes we do need to make a drastic step, especially if something's impacting our mental health, our emotional health, or causing us more stress and anxiety and depression. If it's something like of that nature, then yes, we do need to take a step to change. But if it's something that maybe someone is bothering us at work, like we're not getting along with a coworker or, you know, we're not like feeling 100% dedicated or inspired at our job for this season of life. That might not require a drastic reaction. It might require some thinking, some evaluating, and some processing what we need to do moving forward, but it might not require a drastic reaction. There are situations that are going to be hard that we can't fix. I am so glad Jenny mentioned this because life is hard. There are seasons of life that are going to be harder than others. This year was a pandemic that none of us had expected, none of us predicted, and it's a hard season of life for a lot of us. We, as moms, we tend to be these fixers. We tend to be someone who comes in and wants to fix everything, to make it perfect, to make it easier to swallow for our families, to make everything kind of flow together and make sense. Sometimes we just have to take a step back and realize that there's certain things that we can't fix that are beyond our control and let that go. Free yourself of the anxiety of thinking of those things. And another point I wanted to make that was really great, I thought the discussion of leaning out within your career and Monica Pierce has a book called Leaning Out and we talked about this on the podcast interview you just listened to. So the conclusion I'd made is to be successful by your own definition. And I think that's so important for moms to realize that we need to be successful by our own standards, by our own definition, because we know what's best internally, inside of ourselves. We know ourselves. And if you wanted to purchase a copy of Leaning Out by Monica Pierce you can go to theworkingmomcollective.com slash leaning out, and that will take you to Amazon to buy a copy. I do receive an affiliate commission from that, but it's not any different price than if you would purchase it on your own. So if you're interested in buying that book, again, go to theworkingmomcollective.com slash leaning out. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. I hope you have a wonderful and amazing rest of your day and rest of your week and enjoy your Monday when this is being released and I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening in today to Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes of this episode for all the links to what we've talked about today. Also, head on over to theworkingmomcollective.com to sign up for my free five-day challenge for creating a working mom non-negotiable routine. We've all been there stressed out, burnt out, and overwhelmed as working moms handling all of the things. My free challenge will walk you through step-by-step my exact method for creating a working mom routine that takes you from burnout to actually waking up and feeling great about your day. And finally, please subscribe to this podcast and rate and review if you have a few minutes. Tell your working mom friends and anyone else that might be interested in this content. I'd love as many moms as possible to gain value from the podcast. If you'd like to nominate someone or yourself to be a guest, please contact me at Kelly at the Working I am so happy you chose to listen in today. And I cannot wait to dive into next week's topic with you.